This is the Cogent Code podcast, logical and convincing standards or rules to live by in today's society. This is Jordan Vectemba, Akil Vectemba's oldest daughter and legacy. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Cogent Code podcast. I know it's been a minute since you've heard from us, but life happens, man. We uh, been doing a lot of things, experiencing a lot of things, and life has thrown some some uh, some hard balls at us. Not very many softballs, but uh, we're ready to get back engaged. We missed you guys, and um, good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you are. See you. What's happening? Yeah, so we're gonna call this episode "What's, what's Popping." Poppin'? Uh. Yeah, what's popping? So, uh, what's popping? You know, we always started off with an urban dictionary, and uh, it means what's going on, what's really good, what's up, and so like what's popping tonight. So, there's a lot of things popping in our lives, but there's also a lot of things popping in the world, and so we're gonna just have to get into. I mean, since time has elapsed, I mean, I mean, what what can we talk about? Everything, any, anything. Come on, man. Um, Bring it. So What's first of all, it's good to see you again. And on this platform, I think um, the airwaves. Yeah, uh, I've missed doing this with you. And so I'm looking forward to us getting this back flowing like we had it and even better, um, you know, even possibly proving the platform over the the coming year. But man, what's popping? Should we I went personally we could just start there. I went from. Uh, two kids, the four kids, and a blink of an eye. I uh, yeah, no. you had twins. <laughs> no, didn't have any. Oh. Um, didn't have any new kids, but um, but took on uh, my niece and nephew, um, fourteen year old young man and seventeen year old young lady that uh, that have come to live with us, and it's been a it's been an adventure. You know, I never thought. Um, that the extra two would be as uh, as taxing on the uh, on the ability as a parent <laughs> that uh, then then, you know, then it really is. And it's funny because I, I um, you know, it made me realize how how much I have been kind of on autopilot, I like to call it. You know, I mean, I had, you know, my girls, you know, being 11 and 17, I kind of was in a groove and it was it was nice and easy and nice and smooth. And uh, and then, you know, the change happened and and uh, it wasn't as smooth anymore. So it just it it doesn't really mean that there were a problem with them, too. It was just really that it was such a change to the household. Um, and so that's one of the things. Um, watch the world change as we. As we've been, um, you know, apart and uh, shoot, what's going on right now? We got Kyle Rittenhouse uh, testifying on his own behalf today in a murder trial from uh, Wisconsin. We have uh, the. Am I jumping okay, all over the place? You, Where do you want to go wait. next? Yeah, you're gonna you gotta calm it down and explain who that is because some people. Although Black Lives Matter may have forgotten because we're in twenty. So if you guys remember, uh, a lot of during, stuff happened you know, in I don't know, was this, I think, after um, George Floyd. Uh, George Floyd. But James Blake was shot in the back um, in Wisconsin. Was, I think it was James Blake. Yeah, it was shot in the back in Wisconsin. Um, seven times, as a matter of fact, at close range by a police officer. Um, he is currently um, fighting to learn how to walk again and and, you know, have uh, someone a normal life. But during that uh, post that situation, um, Wisconsin erupted and it erupted very similarly to the rest of the country, because obviously uh, and in many parts of the world, because obviously we were um, tired of it, you know. And so this was another black male unarmed um, being shot by the police. Luckily, he didn't die, but, um, you know, he was severely injured and his life was changed forever. And so there were protests, uh, heavily protests, heavy protests. And um, and this young uh, kid, 17-year-old kid from Antioch, Illinois, 
decided with his mother's permission, who drove him to uh, Wisconsin, which is not that far just for those geographically challenged. It's not that far. So I don't want to make it sound like she drove all the way across the country, but she did drive a few hours uh, to get him to the site of a uh, of the protests. And he was armed with an AR-15. And so he went into the crowd. Where do you even get one of those? Walmart? Uh, well, he got it illegally. He, he it was bought legally, oh. but he was it was illegal for him to own it or to possess it because he was one under 18 and two in Illinois. It's not you can't have it. So um, I don't want to sound like a lawyer here because I obviously don't don't have all the jargon. But I will tell you just the pieces of the case that I do understand. And one is that he um, that he was dropped off there to protect property. Um, which the law states that you are not allowed to protect property with deadly force. Um, but he's. Well, you can't use more force that, than what's coming at you, number one. And number two, um, the interesting part is you yes. mentioned he drove there, right? So Correct. it wasn't his property. Correct. So. Oh, yeah. He's who's, protecting who's property his property. He, uh, was he protecting? So, you know, those those of you out there can definitely. Um, watch the case yourself or watch the trial yourself. But um, I just found it very interesting in this case that the judge um, decided to tell the prosecutors that they could not, I think it's something around, they couldn't, couldn't uh, call the, the victims victims. Um, He made it allowable for the defense to utilize terms like rioters, um, uh, mob, um, all these very, you know, weighted heavily, um, I would say heavily weighted kind of forms of description about the victims and the the actual protesters, um, which to me is some prejudice there. And then, um, you know, and it just was, it just, you know, it's been an interesting um, trial to watch. Um, I think that there was fake tears. I think that there was, you know, he was he was very well coached. Um, and then I and then you should have As seen you should be the uh, for those of you who saw it, you know what I'm talking about. But you should have seen how the uh, how the judge admonished the prosecutor, like yelled at him, screamed at him uh, on multiple occasions throughout the uh, throughout today's uh, trial. And and, uh, and it was interesting. So. Um, we'll see how this all turns out, but this is, uh, this is really a, you know, I, we did a story on white privilege and we did a story on, you know, I mean, episode on these things, um, you know, a little while back, but, um, to see it actually again in plain sight was incredible. And it was hard to look at it as a black man, knowing that and I don't know this judge, I don't know the prosecutor, I don't know any of these folks involved, but I do know how um, we have been uh, treated, you know, especially in those kind of murder trial, you know, and to be, you know, coddled and and you know protected around, you know, well, you can't say this and you can't say that, and you know, I know there are procedural uh, procedures and all that, but it was it was a trip to watch. I don't know if you got a chance to see any of it. Well, I don't really That's watch right. TV anymore. As I've told you during um, COVID, I decided that I had had enough of uh, what was going on in the world and yeah. the way it was being reported. I tend to read news. Um, so I was aware that the trial was going on, but I have not watched any piece of it. Um, also, I've been at Afrotech, which if you guys don't know what that is, is a conference uh, that highlights, uh, African-Americans yes, yes. in tech. Right. Um, and so I've been doing that, uh, this week. So I really haven't had an opportunity, uh, to, uh, watch, but for any of you that d- when I just described that, not that I want to get sidetracked, you really should go to the the website and check it out. It's, it's pretty cool. I'm at, I have my own avatar nice. in Afrotech world and I'm, chilling and walking around and learning a whole bunch of excellent information, uh, networking and those kind of things. So 
just a real cool thing. But back to what you're saying. No, I've only read uh, a little bit about the trial. I wasn't aware of the judge's potential bias in the way he's treating the prosecutor and the defense. The only thing that, you know, you're saying that kind of always sparks a little bit of a, a wonder to me is why are, why, why do we continue yeah. to be shocked by the fact, I mean, I don't, you, you always, you know, this is probably why I don't watch TV because you always, you always seem a little shocked that this is still happening in 2021. Yeah, yeah. I'm and not I, you know, and I, like, and I, it's funny that you say that because it, you remind me, uh, I don't know why I'm shocked. I don't know why. I don't know why. Do I don't know if I, I have like this, you know, this time <laughs> there's going to be, you know, I, I have this no, like hope no. or this, this, um, you know, um, positive, I don't know, but it, it's, it definitely, you know, is, is I am disappointed 99.9% of the time. I don't know why. And, uh, and, you know, so running concurrently here, we have the trial of the three men that killed Ahmaud Aubrey as well going on. And, yeah. um, and, the, and it's funny that I, and maybe we can get into it, but it's funny that I chose to watch some of this Kyle Rittenhouse um, trial, but I also at the same time chose not to watch the Ahmaud Aubrey trial. Well, it's not the Ahmaud Aubrey trial. It's the trial of the men that killed Ahmaud Aubrey, right? So, so yeah, so let's yeah, just, yeah. Just pause there for a second. So, what you described, and obviously, I'm not going to use any legal perspective for because you know, I don't know what's yeah. going on in these two trials. But, but um, what you described right there was the trial of the victim in in one case, mm. which is Ahmaud Aubrey. When it's really right. the trial of the perpetrators, which were yep. three white males who decided to gun down Ahmad Aubrey um, while to he was jogging him, in his neighborhood, um, track him down, yeah, run their vehicles into him, follow him, and finally, well, they shoot him to death. I don't think they ran their vehicles, but they definitely cut him off so that he couldn't continue to walk. Um, but they definitely hunt, hunted him in a more of a, uh, of trying to find him and perpetrate this crime against him when he was only jogging mm -hmm. in, in, in his own neighborhood. Um, and then, um, but the trial, you described it as right. his trial when it really isn't right. Just like the George exactly. Floyd trial wasn't George Floyd's trial. It was the Jarek Chavin's trial. Chavin. And then, in your other case, it's actually you named the mm -hmm. perpetrator, right, as his trial. So I think what, you know, is interesting about that point is that um, depending on where the trial is or how the media is portraying it or what they want you to remember, um, one of the reasons I don't watch TV anymore is because I feel like it's heavily influenced by yeah. whatever that narrative is that they want to... to um, to layer onto these items and we being the sheep that we are that not that we're sheep, but being the type of society we are, we are influenced by um, the constant um, messaging that we receive Absolutely. through media. Right. And so um, I wouldn't have interest. I wouldn't be shocked or have interest in either one of the trials that much because I do believe in both cases, the first case with Ahmad Aubrey running um, and being hunted down. I do think that they're going to be held responsible in some way. Do I think that they're going to get first degree murder as they should for premeditating and perpetrating a murder on a citizen that's just taking a jog through the neighborhood? There are some claims that he entered a construction zone previously uh, that for some reason that must have indicated that he was looking to steal. I don't know what you'd steal in a construction. Yeah. Listen, be maybe he was curious about the construction or whatever was going on. I don't know. Uh, but there's, there's claims always that the victim for some reason deserved it. Uh, and I think in the other case, you're kind of describing that as well, not necessarily that they deserved it, but by calling them protesters and rioters, 
it's making it almost mm-hmm. seem like they were looking for trouble. So if trouble came to them, then right. that's what they were looking for. Um, what I would want our listeners to kind of think about is that we have First Amendment rights and we have the right to uh, speak out when we don't believe that something is right. And, and and people have been doing that for hundreds and hundreds of years. And it's always been respected on certain mm-hmm. I, uh, agendas, yes. right? And disrespected yes, on other agendas. That. And so I think that it has to be remembered that uh, when people want to be patriots or want to speak out uh, and it's patriotism, that seems to be the the messaging, it seems to be more palatable or acceptable that exercising or marching with your First Amendment rights is totally fine. When there's a wrongful death of some kind of a person of color, a lot of the times it gets characterized mm-hmm. in a negative light. Even if the intention is not to riot, it is really to be an activist against wrongdoing, against human beings. It ends up being portrayed in the media as, uh, you know, not a peaceful march. It turns into something else. Now, I will say um, with 100% honesty that some people lose their mind and some people are coming to, you know, walk with the activists. I mean, walk with the activists, but not right. they're not activists themselves. They might have another agenda. Uh, and, and, and the bottom line, we've talked about mm-hmm. this before, people are angry. I mean, they're angry that this continues to happen. The fact that you're shocked every time, <laughs> you know, is is interesting because maybe I, I you're an that optimist that and you're hoping that. I think that, that I'm, I'm, I'm looking for and searching for the time that I'll be like, okay, justice was served today. Um, and justice was served in the court and by the, you know, and, and um, but, the, you know, I, and that's, that's, you know, that's something that I'll. I'll probably uh, continue to, you know, and, and, and hopefully, <laughs> and I hope, I really hope that I, uh, I remain somewhat optimistic about what the possibilities of the future are without being naive, obviously. Um, but I do feel that, you know, going back to, I think there's a couple points that you made that I thought was um, really important and, and also very interesting. Um I purposely have to correct because obviously all through uh, the media is the Ahmaud Aubrey trial, right? Um, Ahmaud Aubrey is not on trial. Ahmaud Aubrey is dead, right? He was killed um, by these three guys, and um, and so. But whatever uh, Michael something something. I don't know the three names to be honest with you, but I sure can pull them up real quick if we need to. The point is, though, that it's there. Well, but that's scary. It's scary that we I don't, don't know, know them off the top. I don't. I trial. don't know them off the top of my head. You're absolutely right. And and I think to your point about the media, yeah. the media has put it out as the Ahmaud Aubrey trial, um, which, like you said, the George mm. Floyd trial. Like these, both of these gentlemen, um, both of these brothers were killed. So you know, so it's not their trial at all. Uh, it's the trial of those that killed them. Um, and so I have to make sure that I correct myself. And I've and I've I started doing that by um, because I saw um, someone. I don't know who it was, but they they purposely did that and spoke to that. Um, it was Teslin Figaro, um, who is, you know, who who's speaks on a, on a lot of platforms. Uh, I think she was the one to, that I saw actually correct that. And so um so I think that's important that people do uh, pay attention to that and how things are characterized, uh, because in history, as history goes, yeah, you know, um, yeah. 20 years from now, yeah. what will we be calling it? You know, and we'll which call is, it the which is trial. false. There the you Freddie go. Freddie Gray trial. Go. The yeah. I mean, we could keep we could name them off. And guess what? That's what stays in our mind. And the question is. Why? Why is it that they want the victim to stay in our mind versus the perpetrator right. or vice versa, right? Uh, the In the yeah. Kyle mm-hmm. Rittenhouse, is that his name? In his trial, they're calling it his trial, right? But we don't barely remember the name of the victim. That is so that's very an interesting, interesting one as and well. And I didn't know that- the names of the victims until I watched pieces of the trial today. Um, and so it was very, uh-huh. very, yeah. So it's very interesting how how the, you know, it's it's not by accident, obviously, 
um, but that it that, you know, nope. things resonate with us um, because how they're presented to us. And, and you know, most of us, like you said, are are uh, pretty much sheep just absorbing whatever comes to us without critical thinking and without. Yeah, without gotta being stay woke. So so those are some, you know, we, we talking about what's popping. Right. So there's. There's a couple things popping right there. That's popping. Um, shit, man. That the the uh did you see the thing with, with Astro World and the eight people get dying in the at a concert? Yeah. Could you imagine? So, you know, well, first of all, there's a couple of things I need to say and okay. we gotta get back to Astro World. Uh COVID yes. is not over, people. I don't know what's going on in life, but uh, there's effects from COVID, which I think is going to lead into this Astro World conversation. But, but uh, people uh, are just acting like uh, maybe because they've caged up in their houses and now they're out being able to be in the world and go to a concert or enjoy themselves. You know, I was in Texas for work mm-hmm. uh, about a week ago, and uh, you know, no disrespectful to my colleagues for anyone that listens, but. Uh, I was the only person in the room of 200 people with a mask on. And I was in the room for three to four days, right? And happy hours and everything else and dinners and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I was one of the Lone Rangers. There was one other individual that decided to, in solidarity, she said, put on her mask with me. And I was like, I don't need you, girl. Because I'm going to still do me. And you... it. I'm going to do what makes me feel comfortable. And I suggest that everybody else does that. But back to the astro world thing, I think people are losing their ever love and mind. And I think it's because they have, they forgot what it was like to be around people. Maybe the level of excitement because they get to be at a concert and back in front of Travis Scott or Drake Mm -hmm. or whoever's being now sued by multiple parties um, about the concert. And, you know, they, in this case, for those of you who don't know, um, I guess yeah. they smashed or they tried to move up towards the stage and pretty and much trampled were, were, yeah. uh, multiple people and eight yeah. people were like murdered. Eight, 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 I think killed, eight or nine right? people died. And uh, I don't know how many were were actually injured. But I, I, I watched the article. Injured. This was crazy because I, I read an article. I should say watch. I read an article the other day um, or maybe it was yesterday that. Uh, of this this dad who had his nine year old boy there, who's who's the the boy's in a coma right now, um, because he was basically smashed to where he couldn't breathe, and he couldn't breathe for a period of time that you know he was still alive, but he he's in a coma right now. But what would you what would you have your nine year? I just want to say something. A nine year old kid at a well, I mean, people go to concerts. I mean, I'm not going to judge the dad. I mean, he didn't think that people were going to be so True. stupid to want to smash up against the stage. Now, uh, they're saying that people were I injecting people too. with drugs yeah, the, in the, the in security, the as a matter of fact. Some of the security officers have been injected, I believe, um, so that people can get. Yeah. So there's there's I mean, and, and obviously there's I mean, all of this is going to come out in investigations and in, in other, you know other things so we won't we'll, we'll finally know we'll probably know what happened eventually but um you know this is all just stuff that we that we're hearing but it's regardless it's a it's a huge tragedy you know when lives are lost like that and and uh it just seems like some of those things are so preventable well first of all let's just say this people why do you need to smash up to the stage to see an artist that per- personally has lights shining? Right. They can't even see you half the time. They, d- they don't know you're out there. So let's just public service announcement. They don't give to you know what's about you. So for you to smash up so you can get closer to an artist that's not going to remember you ever. Maybe we'll remember the fact that they played one time in right. whatever city that was back in 1972 or whatnot. But... <laughs> I don't understand the the mass hysteria that's going on there that wants you to get so hyped that you need to go up and try to touch Travis Scott, which you're probably no. not going to get the opportunity to do. And in effect, you trample and kill other individuals that also went for a good time after they made it through 
a year and a half and change or mm-hmm. more, almost two years of COVID. And they made right. it through that and didn't die. And now they go to a concert to have a good time and they end up dying because you want to get closer to Travis Scott, who will never remember you, doesn't, thanks you probably for your patronage, but now it's going to be sued because also, you know, people go back, you know, go after the venue, the people who have dick, thick, uh, deep pockets, mm-hmm. which is going to be the artist in their mind. Uh, to try to get uh, retribution for their kids going to this concert who then end up dying. I think that that, uh, if there was negligence on the part of the venue for has to um, be. failing yeah, how to- How is it any other way? Uh, no? No, no, no. People need to take personal responsibility Is there not a, okay, is there not a an allowable through the fire department or whoever- number of individuals that could be in in an event like that first of all right and second of all is there not supposed yeah, to be like some kind of barriers that that's that separate the crowd i mean do you just have thousands and thousands of no, people no. smashed together that that can just run forward towards well, first the stage of all, there and, is there okay yes, well, right, listen, let, let me, me know let me, re- maybe let I'm me not. okay so if it's not an enclosed venue and it's an open venue, there is a capacity for every venue okay. that you hold a concert at or a sporting event. So, but an indoor facility versus an outdoor facility has different capacity limitations. That's one. Number two, there are concerts that we're currently holding, like Stagecoach, Coachella, Astro World, where it is an open field okay. and then a stage, right? And, and, Fencing is probably only around the stage area, but it's not going to be in the open field where people are. If you choose to run up on the stage or trample somebody inside the field, to me, I would question what the obligation is of the uh, venue to have okay. prevented that from happening, right? So it's it's just going to be a standard of negligence that's going to have mm-hmm. to be pro- uh, proven that in some way the venue was negligent in their um and there are safety measures that would have protected the crowds from this happening. And in an open environment, I think it's much harder to prove that they had a duty to put up any kind of fencing. Now, because people being trampled uh, by large crowds, as mm-hmm. long as they're at capacity and they didn't oversold their tickets, I think it's going to be hard, a hard standard to prove. Now, now the security cards being drugged, yeah, that that's is. an interesting you know, piece of it, if, if it was only them and nothing, Mm -hmm. nobody else being drugged, um, if there's contributing factors to the rushing of the stage, say if, uh, Travis Scott, uh, had incited the, the rushing to the stage by saying something like everybody come up here or then, then there might be something there, but we don't know any of the details. So I don't want to speculate on what's going on there. But I, I think there the duties there and negligence could be found, but I think it's people have to take personal responsibility for their behavior and the people in that crowd who decided to be very, um, I don't know, just throw, I don't, I don't even know what kind of, what that was, but my son goes to concerts like that. So it really concerns me. I think he's going to one this evening, as a matter of fact, uh, Playboy mm-hmm. car- party mm-hmm. something. I don't, I don't even know the names of these uh, these musicians anymore. But he, um, I told him, don't you go to the front. Right. And you need to, There, he's, you know, he's like, I don't do that. I'm too cool for that. So I guess I'm in the in the clear. But you never know with, with you know, people yeah. at a concert. No, I, I, and Jordan is of age as well um, to be going to concerts. And yeah. Um, she went to uh yeah, she went Does to she? she went to Harry Styles, I think, a couple of weeks ago. Um so and and yeah, well she That's has all kind of she's very eclectic because okay. uh after Okay. Um in the next, I don't know, after the new year, we she already bought tickets for me and her her and I to go to see the Fuji's. So Oh, you! She's and how does she know, you know about, how the she knows about the Fuji's? Because her old man is a fan of the Fuji's. Plus, but she, you know, but she, so, she. You know, I mean, she, you know, she's she, she. don't need me to go and find her her uh, eclectic niche in the music world. I mean, she loves you know, she loves all of it. Um, That's cool. But yeah, she did grow up on 
on, you know, on some soul and some hip hop. And she, you know, I made sure she grew up on, she was in the, in the car seat and you can judge me if you want to, but she was in the car seat listening to Tupac judge. and E40 and, and, you know, so she grew up right. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. right. Oh, is that what we're calling it? She grew okay. up right. And so she has all her faculties about her and, um, she definitely is not interested okay. in being smashed and in no concert. So she will not make her way up to the front of the stage. As you shouldn't be interested right. in being smashed or wanting to again, again, get in front of a, a person who doesn't care about you at all or know you, or it will ever remember you. So you can be a fan, but just exactly. don't be dumb. Right. And just don't, don't put yourself now the thing, the other thing about it, and then we can get off this topic is that front seats or people a lot of times that actually end up getting the front uh, in, in a lot yes. of cases, pay premium yes. amount to do that, you know, and it's very, very unfortunate that um, you go to a concert and you probably spend a, a good amount to see that artist. And then this is the outcome of, of that uh, good time that turned very, very bad. So, I mean, just prayers out to all those families who lost somebody yes, uh, as a result of uh, letting their 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 family members go to the concert, or that they decided to go and have a good time when ended up, you know, being the last. So, time. so. Um, yeah, just to bring it up, beat a little bit. Let, let's. Um, we should. I. I want to congratulate you on uh, on some career moves you've made recently. And um, and and oh, some okay. you know location moves you know being back in the bay. I wonder how that feels. What's being back in the bay like? So yeah, you know. So uh, I I did get promoted during yay, yay. COVID, which uh, was uh, was cool. Um, but it did bring me into another move. So I currently live in San Diego and. Uh, I own a home here and now I am living part-time in the Bay and I, I run uh, a market in Sacramento, but there's not a snowballs, you know what, right. that I'm going to live. No offense to y'all in right, Sacramento, right. but um, it's just very rural and I just can't see myself being there. So I actually uh, am back in Oakland, in the Oakland Hills uh chilling uh renting from my my uncle um and so part-time northern california part-time socal doing it. um you know but it, it's it's a lot of traveling on planes and you know uh rent a cars and a lot of extra that i didn't want to sign up for but it's it's good to be back in the bay. It's it's it, it's chilling. It's good. You know, I'm I'm seeing a lot of sights, but it they're yes, way different than yes. when I, what I left. You know. So if any of you guys have suggestions on you know a good time in the bay, while I'm there, you know I need to know what's up. Now Zion goes to school out there, so uh, he's definitely taking the opportunity uh, when I am there of to course. hit me up for Costco runs or. Uh, I bought him an iPhone 13 uh, the second time I was there. So, you know, I'm I'm not getting a, a complete No, no, break that's never going to happen. Uh, I know that would be naive to think so. But I, <laughs> but I, I, right? I think it's, first of all, I, like I said, congratulations. I think that's awesome. You're very, very well-deserved um, promotion, but I, I, uh, and I look forward to seeing what happens next. But I, I'm just wondering, you know, obviously we're both from, from the Bay, we met in in Oakland, and and so to you know, I I have always had this need to go back just to get like replenished on the vibe. Not so much, you know, like you said, I, there's new buildings everywhere. The you know the whole kind of, but is the vibe? What's the vibe? Because um, it, 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 I, I want to go home so bad. I'm, I'm so homesick, and I feel like. I just want to ride through the town just to feel the air and get the get that energy and get that feeling back to bring back to me because that's always been what what it has been for me. But what is what's the vibe like now? You know, I I, I haven't really fully immersed myself okay. in the Oakland vibe. I mean, I was on Lakeshore 
Uh, I ate at the old uh, okay. Chinese spot over there. Uh, well, Jap- no, the Japanese spot around the corner on Grand. Um, every time I go back, if, I, if even when I've traveled for business, I'll, if my nails need to be done, I go to the nail mm-hmm. shop on uh, Grand as well, which That's I right. went way back in the day. Um, so some of it is the same, but a lot of it is different. There's a lot of different folks that hang around the lake now that didn't look mm-hmm. like the ones that were there before. The so quick way is that. a vegan and, restaurant. Uh, You're in the quick way, right? Yeah. I saw that on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So basically people suggested I eat there and, uh, it was closed oh, okay. uh, when I went over there, but, um, I heard it's. Some people have told me that it's really good food that I have to check it out. And some people mm-hmm. have told me it's very greasy. Um, uh, jury's still out. I haven't yeah, been yeah, there yet. Yeah. So I'll let y'all know. But uh, uh, it's it's kind of surreal, though, to be to to go down the yeah. same streets. And, you know, uh, I, li- I only lived there for six years, uh, um, but it was it was six good years. And um, my son right. was born in, in Oakland. So, of course, uh, you know, it's kind of nostalgic for me. Um, It is a special place. I've met lots of good people that are near and dear to my heart from those experiences there and kept in touch. Right? right. Obviously, you and me are still chilling. And uh, there are other people um, that I've been able to reconnect with from the Bay, too. So that's that's cool, too. So we'll see. I'll I'll let you know. Updates on, on future episodes. Um, about how, how it is yeah. in your travels. And, uh, you know, I, I know Texas was an experience. I know, you know, obviously living in San Diego is still a, an experience. And, uh, and then now you got the Bay all actually happening simultaneously <laughs> at the same time. So, it you know, unlike some on. people who are coast to coast and have to deal with time zones and all that kind of stuff, you know, it hasn't been too much of the time zone thing, but definitely the culture and the environment has been uh, different in each spot. And you know, flying oh, and going yes. through the airport and all that. I, I'm I, I'm now working on my global entry app um, because I'm going to go to Costa Rica in, in 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 the end of the year. But um, you know, I'm just so thankful that uh, there that there was a vaccine. Uh, even though, uh, I think that's another, what's popping up, you know, I probably go on for a, a whole, a whole show and maybe a half, you know, the dog in the background is over here wanting to, (laughs) to weigh in on the vaccine as you can hear him. Um, but you know, uh, there was a vaccine, uh, many Mm -hmm. of us, you know, took it. There's controversy about force taking the vaccine by, you know, either losing your employment if you don't. And uh, the federal government has mm-hmm. had some mandates that have been imposed on companies that have over 10,000 employees where you would need to make sure that um, vaccinations are in place or you can get right. penalized financially. Um, so... So, you know, uh, with the penalizing financially, you know, it's, it's caused a lot of controversy and, you know, I manage a lot of people, I won't get too deep into it, but it definitely has caused a lot of controversy. Um, I also was very hesitant Mm -hmm. to get vaccinated Mm -hmm. as, as you know, um, uh, but I did, I ended up getting vaccinated and my son was very hesitant as well, which he ended up going back to school and Mm -hmm. having to get vaccinated as well. Um, I, I think the controversy, uh, for a lot of people is, you know, as we go back into work, even those that are vaccinated are either not wearing a mask or are, are going back to being normal life. But, um, even when you're vaccinated, there's these breakthrough cases where people are contracting. Well, that's the whole thing though about the vaccination, right? Is that, and, and part of the argument is that, you know, you can be vaccinated and still catch it. Now the vaccination you know, hopefully will save your life, but it doesn't preclude you from being, from catching COVID. And that's the argument for a lot of those that are, uh, you know, anti-vax or, um, or, or anti-mandate for, you know, for the vaccination, because they're like, well, you know, so what you have all these people vaccinated, they can still catch it. 
And if they can still catch it, they can pass it. Well, they also can pass it. They can... Well, they can also pass it and have no symptoms exactly. and be more asymptomatic. So that's a little tricky. Um, and also, just because you have a, a breakthrough case right. doesn't mean you won't die of COVID. So that's the other thing that gets complicated now. The question is, is you know, before it was about 2% of the population that was dying from COVID. Mm-hmm. That's without vaccinations. Now it's gone down to, I think, under 1%, 0.1%. I think it's at um, something like, you know, seven, Mm -hmm. I think, 0.07% or something. I don't know, something like that. But anyways, it's it's a very low probability and it's still impacting, um, uh, as far as death, uh, it's still impacting people who have pre-existing conditions or the older population. Um, but that's what's astonishing to me about whether or not we believe the masks are fully protecting us or not. It's almost like people have just decided, a majority of people, not everyone, yeah. I still wear a mask. I mean, you look at me if you want. But but um, the the masking situation. And then the other reality that's interesting is that a lot of companies have allowed uh, their, their right. employees to go back to work. So my company is one of those. We go back to work three days a week. And the other two days we're allowed to work from home because now it's turned into Mm -hmm. this kind of hybrid model um, by virtue of people getting used to working at home and kind of, uh, you know, not wanting to go back. And it's really causing like discontent uh, for the surveys that are coming out. You know, people are very upset about about this. um, Model or not being able to to work work from home full time. About. Well, a lot of people believe they if if the company saw productivity, not just in my company, but in many companies, if you saw productivity where people mm-hmm. didn't work in an office, why couldn't you remain that way? Um, but there's also studies that have shown that the collaboration right. has been diminished and people learn from their peers and also they also learn from overhearing conversations and then now you've precluded them from having those conversations. So therefore, even if people are being productive in ways, are they being productive in the highest quality uh, or are they being, are they catching things that could potentially have been caught if um, they had the influence of other employees who could overhear them? So there's a lot of controversy about it. I, I, yeah. I was wondering, I mean, obviously, um, you know, um, I have been working 100% from home when I'm not traveling uh, for a number of years now. So the whole um, working from home thing kind of was a continuation of what I had been doing um, prior to COVID. Um, but I, I did feel um, I did feel the strain and I did feel the cabin fever um, that came from not being allowed to travel to, you know, to do face to face conferences and to do and to do meetings and all these different things um, that that I really uh, excel at. So I'm wondering, you know, I, I know that there are people out there who um, who like me uh, miss that because that was part of you know a skill set that I think um, you know promoted my business, promoted business, promoted programs that I've worked with, and that kind of thing. And so it's it's a it was an interesting thing, and I'm seeing now that things are coming back to face to face and live. Uh, and in person. And so um, we'll see how that transition goes. One thing about the VAX, though, that I wanted to to get your opinion on, because obviously it is um, hot on the new hot thing, is uh, the fact that now five to 12-year-olds, um, the vaccination is, is becoming available to five to 12-year-olds. I have an 11-year-old um, who... Uh, I am, you know, just for transparency, I am vaccinated. My wife is vaccinated. All the other kids in my house are vaccinated. My daughter and my niece and nephew are vaccinated. Um, but I feel, me, we both feel uh, some reservation about getting my youngest vaccinated. And uh, and so it's, it's well, you know, we're, we're talking to doctors and, and medical professionals and we're you know, reading a bunch and doing a bunch of research. Um, what are they saying? You know, basically that it's a, it they liken it to taking, um, the dosage is just less, right? That that matches whatever the weight and age and, and that kind of thing. So it's almost like taking child, child, I would equate it or, and maybe this is a false equ- equivalency, but I'd equate it to, 
Yeah, to like aspirin. child's aspirin, right? Or or children's Tylenol versus adult Tylenol. You know, mm-hmm. it's just a um, more diluted, not as powerful uh, dosage or version of the same thing. So it's still the Pfizer or whatever, or the Moderna or whatever, or the Johnson and Johnson. It's it's just a kids version of it. So I don't have any young children, but uh, the reason why I didn't feel that comfortable with the vaccination originally would be the same reason I wouldn't feel that comfortable with it being to a younger individual. I, I do think that although vaccinations are not new to us. And I think people yeah. are acting real cuckoo about this particular one because uh, it, we've, we're vaccinated vaccinated for polio, uh, DTP. I mean, how, when, you, when you have a baby baby, you take it to the doctor at one month, three months, you know, two years, six months, you know, you're given the vaccinations. I mean, every step of the mm-hmm. way, if you're a vaxxer, if you're an anti-vaxxer, that might not be the case, but- there are vaccinations also required for us to attend school. This has always been the case for us to attend public schools. You have to, you know, be able to supply a vaccination card um, about against smallpox and all kinds of other diseases that have been er- technically eradicated, kind of. Now, the the thing that made me hesitant about the COVID vaccine was the length of time it took to produce the vaccine and uh, standardly, I think we we heard in an earlier episode that it usually takes about seven to 10 years for them to actually, you know, release other vaccines right. fully onto the market, where in this case, it took less than two. And I think for me, that's the part that makes me feel a little unsettled about younger people getting it, the younger and the yeah. more that you could reproduce the to me, or you're developing, your body is developing. Especially for a female, I would right? just Especially have wanted a, a it to take female. some time. Um, yeah. You know, and and you know, I don't want to sound ignorant, but um, I'm more concerned because it it's it's a my female daughter, and the fact that I'm thinking, okay, so if something does come up down the road as a side effect or something that is adversely, um, you know, affects them, you know, I, I don't want them to be, you know, sterile. I don't want them to be, you know, any, anything that any of these things, and it could, but I, it could it, happen to boys true. too, that's right? True. Sper- um, sperm, they could be sterile. Yeah. I thought about that with my son who's, you know, 22, he's not, he's, he's at the, the ages where potentially he's going to reproduce yeah. in the next let's, 10 years. Right. And so, um, 10 years. 10 years. Yeah. No, I'm, listen, I'm not trying to be a, a grandma. Because that's, <laughs> that's what I'd be, right. a grandma. Yeah, not a, a grandma. But uh, I'm, I'm going to dye my hair until they'll be like, why does your grandma look like that? But anyway, um, it's just, I think that um, it is a complicated situation. I think that I would be hesitant as well if I had a daughter or a son that was young. Yeah. I would just want more time. And, but but one of the things that also troubles me is, yes, they're wanting everybody to get vaccinated, but the the younger people were getting COVID and getting milder cases of COVID or not ending up in the hospital or, or in, right. for the most part, there were some deaths. Um in that age range, but but if if the case if the case is that they can get COVID with the vaccine or without the vaccine and still not end up in the hospital, why would I put mm-hmm. the vaccine in their body uh, if if that if the outcome is at the same percentage? Yeah. Either way, we go right, and so that's where I would struggle a little bit as a parent. Now, um, as time goes on, and we uh, the other thing that made me feel uncomfortable is that. It was two shots. Now they're saying for some people it should be three shots, and they're saying mm-hmm. Johnson Johnson needs a booster. I mean, it's I saw like, something else you know? the other Can day you just that say, they I don't were know? developing or have developed um, a COVID pill. So it's not even a shot. It, it's going to be. It's going to come down the pike where it's not even administered as a as a shot, but it's actually a a pill. So I don't know. Um, 
the the only thing about that, you know, and I I had reservations obviously about getting uh, vaccinated myself, um, and and most of them were centered around, like you said, just the the speed in which they came up with it and approved it and then started to get it out. Um, mm-hmm. But after, you know, from our previous episode on the subject and also, you know, since then with all the other um, information that's been available through CDC and everywhere else, um, they didn't start from scratch. You know what I mean? So they, no. they, they were, you know, they had, um, you know, they had the materials basically, they, and they just had to put it. Yeah, they just had to put it, and other, put it together yeah. to face this particular, uh, you know, this particular situation. Um, and, Drink. you know, but yeah. but kind of departing from just the vaccination and talking about COVID period, you know, what's what's interesting and what I've been really checking out because my mom uh, probably a, a month or so ago tested positive for COVID. And went through uh, a pretty tough, I would say a tougher battle than a lot of people that I know that had it. Um, and that's because she has yeah. some comorbidity, uh, comorbidities and, and you know, the, um, the stuff that she had already. And so um, the thing that I'm learning now, um, because she got over it, she was vaccinated. Was she vaccinated? Yeah. And she still got it. Uh-huh. And, um, and she had to fight it and she made it out of it. But what I'm learning and reading a lot on now is the long-term what they call long haul COVID or long something long COVID um, where there are people who have had it and recovered from it, but have, you know, ongoing symptoms for however long they're going to have that. And that's to me pretty scary um, as well. Well, I think it's all pretty scary. Uh, getting it and not knowing, uh, recovering from it and not knowing is is there some long term effect there? The vaccine, uh, as you may or may not know, uh, lymph nodes have no- yep. been known to be swollen in some people. Uh, there has been nerve damage uh, claimed about uh, some people. Mm. Uh, heart inflammation, uh, menstrual oh, wow. cycles moving. Uh, there's this whole study on that, which is, is, you know, interesting. It wasn't being documented at first. Um, there, so there are some, you know, interesting, uh, side effects. Some people have gotten, um, you know, uh, sick f- from, mm-hmm. from, from the vaccine. Uh, so there are it, not, it's not happening in a lot of the population, but it's happening in enough of the population. And then you have, the long-term effects. If you get COVID, you could end up having right. continuous sleep fatigue, uh, problem breathing, not being able to get your full lung capacity back. I mean, I've heard a lot of people just having a lot of um, long-term effects from having it. So it's like at this point, I mean, I think that they need to also come up with, and I know they're working mm-hmm. on coming up with treatments uh, for COVID, um, because I don't think it's ever going away. I think we're going to be living with it. And I think that the herd immunity situation, we, we passed that a long time ago. I don't mm. think it's, it's possibility. Um, just because the, the rate of people catching it and the rate of people getting vaccinated, I don't know that it was the right mix to make it so that it was a herd situation. And then because you can see breakthrough cases with people who are vaccinated, then they're also is the immunity is not being caused by the vaccination it's it could be potentially being caused by actually getting covid i don't know it's it just is, a big hot so, so do you think um and we don't have to stay on covid all night but i i do you think that uh like you said because it's not looking like it's going to go anywhere um we're going to be huh that's why you should wear that's your mask you wear a mask do you do you feel I, mean, I, I went yeah. to the mall today and i wore a mask so i i'm with you i'm with you and and it and i and i have to be honest i'm not as consistent as i should be um but i have been more aware of it and more consistent about wearing a mask because i have an 11 year old in here that's not vaccinated and so we all are are supposed to be all everybody in my house is supposed to be wearing masks and and you know when we're in public, especially in crowded places. So 
Um, so we're trying to hold that line as well. But I'm, I think my, so I'm wondering, you know, well, let me ask this first. Do you get the flu shot every year? You don't get the flu shot either. No. So there, so, so it seems like that was going to be, I'm that's going to be crazy. like COVID. You're going to get your flu shot. You're going to get your COVID shot. You're going to get your, you know, whatever vaccination. You're going to keep it moving. That's what I'm not going to do. So I don't get the flu shot because, and I know this don't, people don't follow me just because I'm a loony too. Okay. <laughs> There's no rhyme or reason to this part yes. of the lunacy. <laughs> so don't follow me. This is a own personal Believe it. Don't attack me because I'm just loony. Um, so that's just a, a statement there. Um, but I, I don't get the flu shot either because I feel like they inject a bit of the flu and I don't tend to get sick anyway. So why would I let you inject something in me that I don't, I'm not getting? I know that sounds ignorant because they're pretty much saying that some people die from the flu and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. I get it. But I'm, I'm not into... I'm not necessarily what I call granola, which is people who just don't want anything in their body. They just don't want to take aspirin or anything. But I'm also kind of leaning more to the granola side than like medicate me type of side. So it's like, I'll, I'll wait till my headaches pounding before I'll take an Advil. I'm like one of those weirdos. So I also tend to be that like putting unnecessarily things in your body. I don't really drink. I don't do drugs. I mean, I've always been kind of like that. So it's like, why would I have anything extra? But let's caveat. I do drink every now and then, but it's yes. like one or two drinks. It's not that. So just, I don't want people to see me right, right. like, you said you don't drink. <laughs> but I didn't even start even drinking like that <laughs> until I was like mm-hmm. in my 30s, right? In my late 30s, I started having like yes. a drink, which is, you know. Anyways, I'm just not a, a drinker or putting things in my body. So I tend not to. I would not want to do an annual injection of anything, I think. Uh, it would make me feel uncomfortable. Now, I'm not an idiot. So if I find, if 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 the vaccine was actually preventing people from getting COVID, I think I might consider mm-hmm. doing it on an annual basis. Um, I did have side effects, though. I had the lymph node uh, under my uh, left arm swell up. My mes- My menstrual cycle did change. Um, so I definitely had some, uh, yeah, some strange things. Yeah, that's interesting. I um, I'm I'm with you. I I do not like medicine. I unless you know I'll take cold medicine when I'm really getting knocked down by it. Um, I don't like take. I I would rather just kind of calm down um, than take pain medicine for headaches and stuff like that. So it has to be a pretty bad headache for me to do that. Um, but I started doing the, um, the flu vaccine because uh, the flu shot, because when my wife got pregnant with my youngest daughter, I got guilted into it. It was, you have a pregnant wife, you need to oh. have, you need to have, you know, take, get the flu shot so that you could protect your family and this, that, and the other. And, um, but I haven't taken it for the last few years, last couple, at least last couple of years, um, and probably won't do it again. I didn't do it prior to that. And I probably going to go back to that. You know, it, what's, what's kills, what kills me is that my mom's sister's a doctor. My uncle's a doctor. Exactly. Like I have like a bunch of doctors around me that are always like, did you take your flu shot? What you going to get your flu shot? And they'll do stuff like that. My uncle, bless his little heart. He, he's also like, he also used to be really hilarious to me and my, uh, cousins. If we would go out, she, he would tell us like the mm-hmm. statistics on STDs before we would leave. He'd be like, Oh, one in four people have herpes. Uh, you know, you should da, da, da. And like, we would always turn around and be like, what do you think? We're, yeah. we're just going to a party. We're going to go get something like, to eat. Can we go get like, something what? to eat? Right. Like, can we exactly, but you know, he's, he was kind of like, you know, oh, yeah. to let us know what you were what facing out the, risk the world was that we're taking. So, yeah. So, you know, I'm about to go live, uh, you know, downstairs from him, obviously renting from him. So I'm wondering how many reminders I'm going to get about, <laughs> about what I should be doing to prevent me from getting sick. Should I get oh, the flu yeah. shot? I might be yeah. getting COVID booster reminders. Who knows what's about to happen, but um, definitely uh, he's going to let me know if I'm 
you know, yeah, over there just risking great. my life um, for sure. And you may get some of those other reminders still too, you know, just never know. He may, he may come with it. But you know, I mean, to his, to I remember I hope when he doesn't. You, I'm, I remember I'm, when I'm you all, you guys used to work there though. You guys, you guys used to treat a lot of people with a lot of things going on, and so, um, so I, I think his, his uh, attempt at putting some healthy fear into you guys probably was a, was a good, good thing. He might have, might have saved you. Well, you know what was funny too. My cousins are probably going to kill me for this. It's like. I uh, obviously was right. not the daughter, but I lived in the house with mm-hmm. my uncle and my aunt. And um, I would get, if I got sick and I would say, oh, I'm sick, my uncle would, you know, come and check me out and then tell me mm-hmm. what to take or whatever at home. He would also do that at the office. I'd be like, oh, I have a sore throat or whatever. If my cousins, his two girls would complain about something, he'd act like they're, <laughs> they might be hypochondriac. <laughs> And they used to get you're so not, mad at me. You're not like, doing see it like that. Oh, you know, yeah, but it, it was mostly probably because I didn't grow up with him, you know, or claiming right, that I sprained right, my ankle right. or any of the things, right? So he was like, oh, it must be serious. But they used to be like, you know, it used to be like a little joke, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? If I sprained my ankle, then I might get a bandage on my ankle. Uh, it, they might get, a, get up and moving. You know, get back yeah, out there and kind funny. of pat. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Um, so I mean, we this is a this is a good good kind of catch up and and getting us um, kind of back in the mix here. Before we close out, what what else is popping that that we want to make sure we we throw out to the to the crowd before we well, set it down for the day? I mean, it is November, so what's about to be popping is last year. Our holidays yes. were damp. They were done. Locked we down. were not celebrating, not seeing anybody on the lockdown. And this year, uh, we might have some stories for you in the coming uh, months about uh, these escapades we might be going on. I think people are yeah. turning to their yeah. holiday hell yes. or not. Um, and so... You know, that's what's popping. You know, we're, we've we got to figure out, are we going to eat the turkey? Are we not? Are we dieting? Are we not? Are we going to, you know, Are we going to get our life, go? get our, like get our life, you like you still, tell me all the time, get my life together? Yeah. You, are you going to get your, get, get your life together? Are you going to decline the offer to go to that family member that you're not really into it, but still say you're like yeah. not comfortable because of COVID? You could blame it on your youngest daughter. I mean, there are so many ways this could go down. It is, it in is. The next and, and months, I think so it's gonna, gonna be full of comedy know. and hopefully no tragedy and and uh and uh you know love and, and all that good stuff. But yes, um there's gonna be some traveling, I'm sure. Um and it's gonna be interesting how you know the airlines react with this labor shortage, you know, and mm. and some of these airlines you know, 2,000, 3,000 flights being canceled because of labor shortage. Like, how is that going to translate into the into the, the Thanksgiving holiday, which is the number one travel holiday in it all year round? How is that going to happen? Christmas and all that good stuff. Are there going to be huge uh, New Year's Eve parties? I mean, what what what's, what are we going to see? I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting. I would say that people should go back oh. and listen to our holiday podcasts. Um, just to re- just yeah, just to warm holiday you up hell. for for what's to come this year, and then we'll uh, we'll definitely report back and see what that's like. Just in case you forgot. Also, I think we're going to need to next time maybe talk oh, about cuffing season. I think that's a. I, I think know. you're absolutely I right. Don't know. I think that that is the episode. For the next and uh, and maybe we'll have a couple guests on to to join us uh, for that one. But I, I think that's a great one because we are in cuffing season. And for those of you who don't know, you'll learn on the from the Urban Dictionary because we will definitely be defining it for you. And you probably do it and don't even cuffing know it. all day, all day so and don't even know you cuffing. Cuffing all, <laughs> and cupcaking. And cupcake and, and cupping. Cup okay. Cup All right. We're going to have a list for you on this one, boy. This is a good one. I'm enjoying it. Looking forward to it. All right. Yeah. 
It's time to end it up. Time to end it. Well, thank it. you for joining us, and we will yeah. be back um, for the next episode. Sounds like it's going to be about cuffing season. Make sure you join us and uh, mm-hmm. see us stay safe in all your travels. And uh, for all of you out there, we'll see you next time. Peace. Bust, 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 bust,